I'm Jessica. I'm Sonia. And I'm Marie. And we are Opinionated Lushes. Like our name says, we drink too much and have an opinion on everything. Once a week, we get together to drink and talk shit. We start our episodes off with a question and a drink word. We usually never stay on topic or wait for the drink word to start drinking. So go ahead, grab a drink, any kind of drink, and get ready to laugh with us and share our drunken opinions. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another special episode of Opinionated Lushes Books and Booze, where we have some indie authors on our show to read a little segment of a book or upcoming book, and we get to interview them, talk with them. I'm slowly uh, incorporating writer culture into my life. I'm just, I don't write, I'm just pretending. This is just a front. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will pass it along to Don to introduce today's author. Hello and welcome to Bucks and Booze. And today, welcome Raven Storm. Uh, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself, about the book. And um, I don't know, tell us, like, do you have any pets? What's their names? I want to know everything. <laughs> sure. Um, well, hi. Um, my name's Raven Storm. I write a fantasy romance, paranormal romance, um, the steamy good kind. So uh, I have about 15 books out. Um, I have, this is only my third year um, doing the indie author thing. Before that, um, I taught music for over a decade, and then uh, I didn't want to do that anymore. So now, now I do <laughs> fifteen <laughs> books in three years. Yes, damn! Like, well, oh. listen, I got three kids and a really grumpy cat to, you know, people ain't cheap, so. <laughs> Wow, I'm impressed. No, that's that's a goal there, like for sure. I always talk about like even writing one book is so impressive. Yeah. It's just done, done. You just yes. have to let go of that indecisiveness and just like <laughs> this is what's going to happen and stick with it and go. And then anything that's what editors are for. <laughs> and yes, before Jessica asks, I did do a little writing today. Yes, I oh, ask God every time we do not. an episode. I think you're fine. You could probably take a few years off, actually. 50, yeah, like that's a lot. Books, like, <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's 17, but like those two are still, they haven't been edited yet. <laughs> They're waiting. Like I can't, like I write too fast that I can't pay, I can't pay the editor to write to be <laughs> editing that many books at a time or like, like I, we wouldn't eat. So <laughs> <laughs> That's so prolific. That's amazing. Uh, 
Oh my goodness. I know I'm in awe because I'm still, <laughs> I have two stories on the go and I'm going back and forth between them. Um, and I just, I can't finish. I'm just like, uh, I want really to change recommend it. Dabble. It's an online thing that another indie author turned me on to. And it's like, I was writing in Google docs, but this like allows you to have everything in one place, like your character notes, your plot. It helps you plot out like, so I can sit down and plot out an entire book and then I can just hit my word count every day and I know what I'm doing. Cause that's where I get hung up oh. is what am I doing next? But yeah. if you use a little plotter feature, it like does all that for you. And that really helps me keep on track. And I'm up to like five to 6,000 words a day now with that, where before I was only at two. So only. Yeah. Only, I'm, I'm lucky if says. I get a thousand a day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to start somewhere. You do. You do. You up to it. But so what's it called? The program? A dabble. Dabble. And they do do like a week free trial. So. Because I'm using it. Google Docs. I'm just no like, affiliate links. So I am I am this is not a paid advertisement for Dabble.com. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> unless unless they want to like unless they unless want they it wanna, to be. You want to give us a sponsor. So it's too late for me, but <laughs> nice. All right. So tell <laughs> us about the book. All right. Well, this is a brand new book. Um, most of what I've written is series. Uh, this is going to be um, one that's not in its own series. It's like its first standalone. And it's kind of like the dream book, that one book you like you've had in your head forever and then you want to write because I was a Beauty and the Beast girl growing up who became a Phantom of the Opera girl, Phantom of the Opera girl, like many of us have, I believe, right? So um, this is like my ultimate Beauty and the Beast, Phantom of the Opera combination retelling um, with a little bit of Cinderella in there. So it's called The Dark Prince. And basically, it's about this girl who ends up in an accidental arranged marriage with the mysterious masked dark prince who is cursed. And they work together and sometimes not so much together to try to find a way to break this curse because, uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. that, sounds, that's, that sounds good. Like, I I'm going to read that. So oh, <laughs> I, yeah, I love supporting in the authors, obviously. Um, and I try to read everyone's books. Uh, I normally read about 200 books a year, roughly. Mm -hmm. So hopefully I will have a chance to read that. That's pretty good numbers. I mean, considering like, you know, yeah. your parents uh, and stuff I, I like might that. Count is not up where, where it is now that I write full time, but you know, I still do what I can, but the, I, there's no <laughs> release date yet. Like it's on pre-order on Amazon and that says August and everyone on my TikTok has been like, I can't wait till August. What the F's wrong with you? Um, and I'm like, listen, it's probably not going to be on it August, but I don't know. Amazon <laughs> makes me pick a date. Like, <laughs> right. Like it'll get there when it gets there. Okay. It might be before. Yeah. But, uh, I, I notoriously release books just randomly four months earlier than they should be just because I you know, it's good. Well, why not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give the people what they want. Exactly. That's how you get the paychecks, right? Like, yeah. like why are you going to wait to get paid? That doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Like, oh, and in very exciting news. This is going to be, um, this is my going to be my first book in Kindle Unlimited. Oh, <gasps> so, yeah. All the rest of my stuff was wide and I'm going to dip the toe back in the KU waters and see how it goes. KU blew up the, since the pandemic. Everyone's putting well, their novels that's on when KU. I started writing, I can't lie. But like, uh, yeah, I've just been, you know, looking at different ways to diversify. And that's going to be an experiment on my end to try. So we'll see how it goes. 
Yes, sounds good. Um, do you want to do the reading? Actually, tell us the words because yeah, I want to get what are our drink words tonight for you? Okay. okay. Uh, the first one's technically two words, but here we go. We got Dark Prince. Dark Prince. We have Mask. Mask, okay. <laughs> and I'm going to get drunk. <laughs> this is, the last one is the one that's going to do you in. Feel free to, like, remove it if it gets to be too much. <laughs> but the third word is Roselle. Roselle, okay. It's a bitch, and we're going to drink to that. Yes. Nice. I like that. <laughs> All right, you can kick us off whenever you want. All right, I'm going to start us off right at chapter one because why not? All right. Um, it's a longer-ish chapter, but we'll do it. Okay. Yeah, we'll do it. I won't marry him. You can't make me. Roselle's shrieks bounced off the walls of the modest manor, sending the servants and animals alike scurrying away to avoid her wrath. I stayed put, the hem of her white wedding dress clenched in my fingers. I bit down harder on the needles that stuck out between my teeth. My stepfather, Lord Perrin, stood half-dressed in his best suit, jacket hanging on a nearby chair. His shirt was unbuttoned towards the top, and his cravat hung at his neck in an untidy mess. He looked how I felt most of the time. Isadora, hurry up, he said to me, dodging as Roselle threw a wooden brush at him. I made a desperate attempt to continue hemming her dress despite the fuss. My calloused, thick fingers struggled to get the needle threaded and where it needed to be. Such delicate work was for ladies, after all, and not servant girls who worked with their hands all day. In my head, I already rehearsed what the worst scenario was. I wouldn't finish the dress, Rizelle would scream, and my stepfather would smack me in the face and withhold dinner again. That was fine. I could cope with that. I knew the cook would sneak me some bread and cheese, and Lauren would have a compress for my face. I'd survive it like always. Other scenarios swarmed in my head, causing my fingers to shake with anxiety. What if I accidentally stabbed her with the needle? She'd stab me back. What if I messed up the dress and her new husband didn't like it because of me? I closed my eyes and shoved the anxiety deep, deep down where no one could see it. I had to finish this dress. It didn't help that Rizal was thrashing like an animal in its death throes. My stepfather's attention turned back to his real daughter, the Dark Prince has been very kind to us in our time of need. This is the only thing he's asked in return, and you will honor it. He will be here this evening, you will be on your best behavior, and you will marry him. With nary a thought to either of us, he stormed out of the room, snatching his jacket off the chair as he went. There was a moment of stunned silence. Roselle's body vibrated, fists clenching as she grit her teeth. Her father never said no to her. Never. Roselle took a large breath in and I let go of the dress in favor of covering my ears. I knew what was coming. Already my brain spun with the most likely scenarios and how I should act to mitigate the damage to my own person accordingly. She let out such an earthly screech that I felt it rattle the floorboards. More impressively, no one came rushing in to see what the fuss was about. It was likely that my stepfather ordered them not to. She screamed daily, after all, whether it was over a tiny hole in her hose or a proposal to a strange man. The servants were mostly deaf to her tantrums. She had to have known this would happen someday. Her delicate beauty made her quite a catch, despite my mother having been only a baroness before she married Lord Perrin. We were a minor, unimportant, noble family out in the countryside. Nevertheless, I understood why someone as powerful as the Dark Prince would be interested in her. Her long, blonde hair curled gently at the ends around the small of her back. 
Big, almond-shaped green eyes complimented her lithe figure. She was an accomplished singer and danced well enough. But she would need everything that she had since she didn't have a dowry. Our family was practically destitute after my mother died. My mother, not Roselle's. And with my mother's death went all her lands and titles confiscated and given back to the crown. Apparently the king was angry with Perrin over something. I didn't understand it. Regardless, the Dark Prince didn't need a dowry. He didn't need anything, since he already held all the power in our province. The surrounding villages, including ours, owed fealty to him, as long as he kept his promise to protect us from harm. His skill as fighter was famous, perhaps infamous. He was the king's favored, and with the king having no sons of his own, many whispered he was a bastard risen too far above his own station. The man was feared throughout the kingdom, and rightly so. When the king had a traitor that needed to face his crimes, the dark prince was sent out. He was an extension of the king's arm of justice, his executioner in the night. It was also rumored he was terribly disfigured. He is old, he is ugly. How could father do this? Roselle grabbed at me, sending my needles flying. I grit my teeth and tried to smile. It would take me forever searching on my hands and knees to find them. My brain imagined every possible scenario where Roselle was married and happily away from me forever. He is rich and powerful. Of course someone like you would attract such a suitor. And he never takes his mask off when he goes out, they say. So no one truly knows what he looks like, I tried to rationalize. He could be quite handsome around the deformity. Roselle cried harder. I sighed and gathered what I could. With her in such a fit, there was no point in continuing, and my other chores weren't even half done. I'd be damned if I missed supper in the kitchens just because Roselle was having another crisis. There'd probably be a party with her leaving later in the kitchen after my stepfather went to bed. Maybe the cook would make those tarts I favored. I couldn't wait to see her ride off into the sunset with her new husband. She was the most rotten person I'd met despite being the most beautiful, as if the more attractive you were, the more rotten you were inside. I wish I were ugly like you. Then the Dark Prince wouldn't want to marry me, Roselle sniffed just as I gathered my pincushion and victoriously plucked a needle from the floor. Her eyes lingered on my hands and dirty feet, nose going up in the air. I kept my face blank. It was the best I could do under, underneath such an insult. I certainly wasn't a dazzling beauty like her, but I was still proud of my strawberry blonde hair inherited from my mother, offset by the deep brown of my eyes. There were no escaping, though, the scars and marks on my body that clearly labeled me as a servant. Even the muscles that showed on my shoulders and arms damned me as a woman of working means. Even so, I was proud of the hard work I did every day, work that would send her running from the manor screaming. Wait, that's it. He wouldn't want to marry you, Roselle gasped, coming down from her little pedestal to grab me by my elbow. I blinked, confused. She paused, looking at me with anticipation. My heart started to pound in my chest. It was never good for me when she got that malicious glint in her eyes. I don't understand, I managed to reply. She waved her hands dismissively. Isn't it obvious? I will tell father that the Dark Prince can meet me out back in the garden alone. What better way to spend some time with my future husband before our ceremony? She smirked in satisfaction at this plan, draping a silk-laden glove across her breast dramatically. My heart kept sinking. Here. Get me out of this. Switch clothing with me, she demanded. My heart stopped altogether. What? I sputtered, clutching my sewing as if it might save me. My brain was screaming danger, but I was frozen, unable to act. Roselle scowled, already fussing with the ties on her dress. Are you dense, 
pay attention. I'll inform father the Dark Prince is to meet me in the garden when he arrives. But it won't be me, you understand? You will sit in the garden in my dress. The Dark Prince will see how plain and ordinary you are and cancel the wedding. No one would want to marry you. She gave a little twirl of happiness, spinning around and letting go of my arm. Run, do it now, my inner voice commanded, but I couldn't move. Did she actually think something like this would work? I had to do it, though. If I ran, she'd only make up a worse story to tell my stepfather. Seeing the doubt on my face, her tone immediately shifted. Wouldn't you like to wear a nice dress? She put one hand around my neck as if we were the best of friends. It will never work, I said. If one of the servants sees me, of course it will work, she cut over top of me, undoing the long line of buttons down her front. Now let's go. I am ordering you. Oh, great. It was easy for her to come up with such a scheme. If we were caught, she would only get a scolding and no pudding after dinner. If I got caught, I'd be taken around back and beaten so badly I wouldn't be able to sit for a week. I bit my lip hard, the pain bringing me back down to earth. The same outcome would happen, though, if I didn't obey her. At least if I played along, there was a chance we might not get caught, as small as it was. Surely the Dark Prince had heard of Roselle's beauty or knew her basic attributes. No one in their right mind would take me for the flaxen blonde beauty with her doe eyes. My hands automatically pulled my thin cotton shift over my head, stained with dirt and the bits of lunch I helped cook earlier in the day. Roselle fussed a bit more in her underclothes, neither of us looking at the other as she lifted her dress and stepped out. She held my dress out in front of her like it was a diseased, filthy rag. My lips pursed as I stared at her, hope rising in my chest. Maybe she'd be picky enough to refuse it, and then we'd cancel this plan. But then, with a pinched face and look of disgust, she put on my work dress. With determination, she helped me tie her own wedding dress around me. It didn't exactly fit right, hanging open a little in the breast area and in the back. I didn't have as nearly as many curves as her, but then again, I wasn't fed as much either. How do you live in this rag? It itches, she complained, turning me around for inspection. Here, just let your hair down, but leave the top part braided. We don't have time for anything else. With shaking hands, I undid the small leather thong that kept my hair up. I held it out to her, and she glared at it with disdain before taking it and arranging her long, blonde hair in a haphazard bun at the back of her head. I hoped I got it back. I only had the one, and it had belonged to my mother. Oh, my God, we are actually doing this. I ignored every awful scenario that occurred to me. The Dark Prince screaming at me, throwing me to the ground. I bet he hit harder, too, than my stepfather, since he was rumored to be a large man. My breast started coming in short, panicked gasps. Not that Roselle seemed to notice. Well, don't just stand there. Get in the garden. I will go tell father. I jumped to obey, dreading the first step I'd take out into the hallway. Another servant would have to see me. My stepfather would see me, and then it would all be over before it began. My body ached just thinking about the punishments likely to come. What if the Dark Prince himself punished me? The only things I knew about him were what everyone else said. He was large, mean, and lived across the boundary line. Roselle pushed me across the threshold of her room and hissed at me to start walking. I don't know how I made it to the garden without anyone spotting me, but I did. It was just a quick walk down the hall, out onto the lower balcony, and down the stone steps. I sat on the nearest bench I could, convinced this wouldn't work. The scent of jasmine filled my nose, and I inhaled deeply, willing my nerves to calm. I wasn't sure how long I sat there, but I knew immediately the moment the Dark Prince was near. I opened my eyes and caught a tall figure striding towards me with his coat still on, his cape billowing behind him. My mouth went dry as he approached, and I couldn't help but stare. A mask covered a good portion of his face, 
and dark hair whipped around him from his quick stride. He was only ten feet from me, then five, then two. He stopped. Good Lord, he was tall. Golden eyes narrowed at me as if weighing and measuring my suitability. He might be handsome, was my first thought. Perhaps Roselle wouldn't think so, but he certainly wasn't ugly. His profile showed a large, pointed nose and jutting cheekbones, which narrowed as his face tapered to a point. Half of his lips were visible, large and almost puffed out, though it could have been a side effect of being jammed up against the side of his mask. His honey, eye shimmers, his honey eyes shimmered as he studied me, almost golden in color, and held a keen intelligence. He was dressed all in black. The mask, though, was white. It was a peculiar thing, covering the entirety of the left side of his face. I couldn't imagine why someone like him needed such a garment, unless it was simply pride. Broad shoulders and large hands seemed out of proportion to the rest of his body, but each finger was long and slender. He moved with a grace and fluidity that I immediately envied. His eyes narrowed at me. Are you one of the ladies of this house? Holy gods, his voice. It was angry and deep, threatening in a way my stepfather could only dream to be, yet lacking his poison. I got the feeling he wasn't angry at me. It was just how he was, furious at the world. That was something I could relate to. I clenched the edge of the stone bench with my fingertips, uncaring of how rough the texture was as I tried to figure out how to answer his question. The truth, idiot? Yes, I managed back. I was technically a daughter of this house. Technically. The dark prince eyed me up and down like a prized cow, thinking hard and apparently coming to some sort of conclusion. I closed my eyes, waiting for the blow to fall. Too plain, too ordinary, too rough around the edges. You'll do, he said. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Wow. I drank a lot. <laughs> I told you. I had to open another one. <laughs> Woo! You out, but you didn't want to take it. <laughs> no, no. No, I mean, it's good. That's the whole point of this, right? Like <laughs> We started this as just a reason to drink, to be fair. Yeah. So <laughs> you're right. just helping the cause. I exactly. did. I helped, I helped a whole bunch. Oh, no, that was good. And, like, I love your writing technique. That was. Thank you. That's like this I can is all unedited, by the way. All unedited. You I don't think you need editing, maybe formatting, I don't know, but not I editing. I like that when I published my first book and like one star reviews later, that proved to not be the case. Haters gonna hate. Like Yeah, I was, I was gonna say we've got one star reviews, and I'm sure they're from uh personal enemies who are spying on us. Hey guys, we all need to follow us. Everyone needs a good nemesis. Exactly. (laughs) Right. That's what makes you interesting, (laughs) you know? No, I'm going to read that because, like, I was right into it. And, like, that first chapter is strong. Thanks. You get the idea what this book is going to be about right away. Like, I I loved it. Got to bring it in first chapter. Exactly. (laughs) That's the hardest. Or um, your prologue. It's so hard. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's something like the first 10 pages or whatever, like, makes or breaks whether someone's going to finish the book. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, like, it's just that first sentence that you have to get that grabbing sentence to be like, yeah, okay, let's read. I love first sentences. I am obsessed with them. And I love first sentences. And I feel like I'm pretty good at it. That's like, yeah. Yeah, like that was good. Like I'm not marrying him. Like oh shit, here we go. Like right away. <laughs> same girl, same. I almost <laughs> always start every book with dialogue. Yeah. No, I it's smart. I write dialogue the best. It's all the other shit that <laughs> my editor yells at me for, but dialogue, <laughs> I can like do dialogue. So I'll just write like all this dialogue and my editor will be like, "Girl, you need like where are we? I don't even know where we are right now." <laughs> But like, just keep reading. You'll you'll figure it out. No, like, I think it's it. great to start with dialogue because like the story is not like beginning to end from like someone's birth to the end. It's starting right. somewhere yeah. in the middle of someone's life. Unless right? I have a really good first line. <laughs> if I can't think of a good one, I'll start with dialogue. My um one series um that is like 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 Dragon Shifter, Why Choose Romance. Um, my first line in that series is, I didn't ask to be kidnapped, but I wasn't exactly protesting it either. Nice. Oh, you know what I would want to make a first line? It's like, I didn't ask for something, but here the fuck we are. I want that as a first line. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, actually, um, I have, I'm like plugging all my series. I'm sorry. But the no, first, um, I, I have like a three book uh, contemporary witch, witchy, why choose romance? And the very first sentence is dialogue, and it's her going, fuck nuggets. <laughs> perfect i I thought so at the time yeah no like that's like 
fuck nuggets. It's like, okay, I, I gotta keep reading. Like, but that's the thing, it's relatable, right? Like, you oh, read yeah. that and you're like, oh, same girl, same. Like, that's what I'm saying. So, you get like hooked right away because it's like, I, I don't even relatable. know why. I think I saw the term fuck nuggets somewhere on the internet and I went, that, yeah, we're gonna write that down. Like, I literally <laughs> typed it in my notes app. And then when I was writing the story, I'm like, we're starting with fuck nuggets. <laughs> That's perfect. Oh, so okay, what's the title of that one? Because like, plug <laughs> yeah, all we know. Plug like all one. your shit. You're here to plug. Plug That's away. Fine. Um, so that the uh, the first one I told you is uh, the Lost Siren. That is my Rise of the Draken series. It's got five books out. Book six is written and in the editor's hands. The witchy um, series is complete. That book one is called um, The 40-Year-Old Virgin Witch. Um, All right. The, the second book is called The Witch Who Could Give a Muck. And then the third book is called Hex Appeal. Nice. nice. I like, I like those titles. Those are so catchy. <laughs> I have fun like with titles. words. We have fun here. <laughs> you should. <laughs> I feel like as an author, like, that's part of it. Is like, you should have fun with words. Like, I, I guess that there's, like... If I, if I don't like the story and then you know, it's yeah. not fun, like, you just sit down and stare at the screen and then it's been five hours and I have to pick my kids up from school and I ha have written, like, <laughs> like, two pages. Like, I can't have that. No. I feel like that's part of it. Like, writing, like, there's so many, like, rules to writing and stuff like that. But part of it is also, like, pushing the boundaries on those on those things if it benefits mm -hmm. the story. Exactly. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I feel like that's the art of it. Like, just writing a good story. Oh, yeah. I just, you know. I tend to just write. And then my editor, I, I pay her to do a very heavy developmental edit as well as the copy edit. And then she sends me back like a 75 page document of all the things. <laughs> She's like, here, this is what you need. And it's to not do. changes. It's just all like, um, she'll be like, oh, yeah, I really like the theme that you brought up here. And if we go back and do this, that ties it together. And I'm thinking, what fucking theme? Sure. Sounds great. Yeah. Like, whatever you say. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, it sounds about right. Yeah. yeah no, she goes back in and like makes it, makes it like authory, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Like my fan fiction dribblings, she turns it into like literature and that's why I pay her a lot of money. <laughs> well, that's a good thing too. It's like not just like it, like it's never just like one person that is usually involved in how great oh, yeah. these things become. You no, know? it's a freaking team. Like, yeah, you need, yeah, a, you need a good team behind you. Yeah. It. Yes. No, that's sweet. So would you say you are a planner or a pantser? I used to proudly say I was a pantser, but um, then I I realized that if this was going to be an actual business, because I quit teaching the end of last year, and I do this full time now, and I decided this was going to be a business, I could not be a pantser anymore because it's not the most efficient way to write. It's not the most uh, efficient way to spend my time. So I was looking for ways to become more of a plotter because I need if I don't have an idea of where I'm going when I sit down and write, it, I can just end up staring at the screen. So that's when I got turned on to the, the dabble thing I was talking about because I had a fellow TikTok author um, have the same problem. And like she was still going on in a one TikTok about how her um, word count went way up and because she could plot it all out and the little graphs and stuff they had. And I said, oh, it's great. And um, I tried it. And in one, like one, an hour, in an hour or two, I was able to sit down and plot the entire story of the dark prince and in like an hour or two i had the whole thing plotted out and then wow. i could get up every day yeah. and just write 
And it's like, oh, what am I writing today? And then you can check and say, okay, that. Now, did I stick to that plot when I wrote it? Mostly, some things <laughs> changed here or there. And then as yeah. I wrote, I just deleted the plot notes I had because a lot of them weren't even relevant anymore. But like, I have to have a guide to go yeah. off of just so that I stay on track getting in. Like, I try to get four to 5,000 words in a day. Yeah. So that's been very helpful for me just from a business standpoint because – I need more, the more books, the more income. And that's what we're going for. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, I started writing. And so I'm, I'm half planner, half plotter. Like um, I started off with like notes of how I kind of envisioned, like at least the beginning. I don't have any clue of how it's going to end or that's what okay. the, you just need to have the drama it. is. Um, but I start writing like a bunch of like points down. Do you think I'm following them? No, I changed it like <laughs> already. Like as I'm typing, I'm like, oh wait, this sounds way better. And then like I dropped. I find it's them. like a common theme we hear from a few authors we've interviewed, where it's like they start as pantsers, but after a while, it's like they turn to like plotters in order to like consistently write. Like it really yeah, helps no, to for have. Sure. Because yeah, I'm the opposite. Past, I'm I plotting and then I'm pantsing. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, no, because in the past I've plotted and then I don't, I change everything anyway. So it's like, what's the freaking point? But then um, I saw the best way to sum this up was I saw a quick interview and it was uh, George R.R. R. Martin and he was on stage with um, Stephen King. And okay. like Stephen King writes, you know, He's very prolific. He writes two <laughs> yeah. novels a year. Like it's you know, we don't have to get into detail about how George R. R. Martin writes his books. Um, but, <laughs> but they they like said like how many books that he puts out a year, Stephen King, and then George R. R. Martin turns to him and he's like, "How the fuck do you write so many books?" And it's I think it's just it's like the difference between the two of them. You just have to decide this is the direction the plot's going in. Like yeah. I'm not here to create the best book the world has ever seen that I'm going to take years, maybe a decade to ruminate on and make sure the plot's perfect. No, I'm going to make decisions. This is what's going to happen because this is a business model and mm -hmm. um, I can get feedback on that plot. And of course I'm going to make it the best book I can, but I, I, you just have to make quick decisions on what you're doing and yeah. not agonize over it for weeks and months and years. I have two books out, a YA book. I originally wrote two YA books first couldn't market that worth shit and then realize <laughs> fantasy fairy porn is where it was at. So yes, it is. But apparently it's what I hear. Book, not book was the, in my head for 10 years. Oh, it has to be perfect. Is it an amazing story? I personally think so. Did it take 10 years to write? Yes. Is it, does it make any money? No. So, yeah. yeah. I feel like the current artistic model in like all the arts, writing, music, you know, uh, physical art, like all visual art, all that kind of stuff. It's like you, it's all in your prolification now. It's like how oh, much can sure. you just put out for people to see? <laughs> you I'm know, put in a quick plug for the twenty books to fifty k Facebook author group. Make sure you yeah. are in that. <laughs> yeah, hiring in the authors because their whole um, the whole premise is. If you make, if you have 20 books and you make $5 a day on each one of those 20 books, that's a hundred dollars a day. That's 50 K a year. That's cool. true. Yeah, that's true. So, like, yeah. That's, that's kind of the mindset that they take where just keep writing, just keep publishing. Yeah. If you get a yeah. one hit wonder, great. Good for you. Pat on the head.
Yeah. But and if you don't, at least you can say you did something, you know? Yeah. Like my work is but out even here. then, even you then you can always re-release shit. If you like yes, 10 sure. years That's later edit it, you know, and you're like, ah, oh, 10 year anniversary release. You know, the Special Stephanie Myers hardcover with stenciled edges. <laughs> yeah. It's the Stephanie Myers cut, you know, where you take your oh. book and then 10 years later you just are like Here's what the story would have been if they were gender swapped, you know, like that's what you do, you know, if you, if you need to, if you're running out of ideas, there's so many, just, just put it out there. Or you do yeah. new covers. Like how many times do authors just make oh. new covers every time? Don't you gotta file new covers. That's a <laughs> word for me. And I'm just like, Jesus. That YA series I was talking about, like I went through like four covers. I, I, I signed with a small indie press when I first started and, don't do that. Um, well, unless they're good. If they're good, it's okay. This one was not good. But, oh, my God. What would be, like, a green flag for, like, an indie publisher? Um, Other authors. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, to be fair. Okay. They had other authors, but, like, um, they, well, you know, they said they would do editing for me. And they had it edited but there was no, I, I'm convinced the person didn't, never actually read the book. And the person oh. who edited it never gave me, like, they just edited it. Like, it was like a line edit. There was nothing, no developmental notes, no so nothing. So they just, like, did, like, um, yeah, like, line editing. Like, like right. grammatical? Just, like, grammatical straight. Guess. And yeah. then I had to go with these two specific artists. I had to pick one. And those were the only two artists that could do my book cover, which I had to pay for. Um, the book cover and there was like no communication I ended up uh, they released it I ended up selling like maybe 100 copies but I only got you know like 50 bucks from that yeah. and then they ended up folding which was awesome for me because I got the rights back and then yes. uh, then you know we went ham so but yeah yeah do your do your research people yeah. I, I don't see I don't see a reason for there to be a middle person right now to take any of my earnings unless they're going to put me in front of millions of people and make exactly. that worthwhile, like one of the big five. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what it is. It's like, I find like a lot of just, I, I mean, I'm not in the book talk arts community um, specifically. I'm just here. Hi. <laughs> um, but I, I do do music and I just find arts in general. It's like, it, it's almost more better to be indie because, like, all publishers and that stuff now, it's like they just either exploit you or they bar you. Well, I don't want to like, I don't want to say that small indie presses are bad. That's not no, what, no, no, that's no, not no, what no. I'm getting at. I don't want anyone listening to think that Raven Storm hates indie presses. No, that's <laughs> not what I'm saying. I just, for me, the new book talk drama. Right. For me personally, um, the point of going with a publisher would be to expand a reach that is beyond yeah. your control. Yeah. And I feel that with the amount of followers, I mean, I almost, I almost have 20,000 followers on TikTok. Like, I don't, I can, I do that myself. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, so unless someone's going to come, with, you know, with a better offer, I'm good, you know? Yeah. And yeah. there are people out there who are like, nope, social media, that's, that's a nope. I just, I'm going to give that to someone else to deal with. That's totally fine. Social media, yeah. though, is it's a big deal now, though. It is. Yeah, huge. especially if you're an indie. Um, I mean, yeah. even if you're not an indie, like, that's where people are. They're on social media. They're on Facebook. Um, they're on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. like, um, 
traditional authors now are coming over to TikTok because they seen. Oh, that was that was a that was a big week. The mm -hmm. week who was it? The week um, Brandon. Uh, Brandon uh, Sanderson. Yep. The Brandon week he joined TikTok, I thought we book talk was going to implode. Mm hmm. Well, there was a lot of people pissed off, right? But oh like, yeah. He and has I think right to be Sandra on Claire got a TikTok or something. Some then a second big name got a TikTok, and we were like, "Stop, stop! This is stop. our platform. Go, Peace go and away." Dismiss. Well, and you know, and then you have everybody glomping on to the book talk phenomenon with that. Remember that drama? There's drama a couple weeks ago where Barnes and Nobles held this big book talk exclusive event and invited no one from book talk. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but ouch, ouch! Oh, yeah, because you're like, guys, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and they have a book talk table, like they have like. Oh little... yeah, they're one hundred percent just riding the coattails of what has been a, a community initiative mm -hmm. to bring indie books to the forefront. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, it's it's crazy. It really is. <laughs> it's just gonna hurt them in the end, though, for doing that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um. Because yeah, I hope so. But people are still buying their books there, you know. I mean, <laughs> like, people are ever gonna not, you know. No, I, I think Kindle. I think um, Amazon gets the most sales. I think oh, Barnes and sure. Noble. It's, they own like I think sixty to seventy percent of the market share. Yeah. Um, when it comes to just online books being sold, even paperbacks. Yeah. So Barnes and Noble yeah. definitely is less than fifty percent. But again, some people are have like deals with them. But those deals get them in front of, you know, Barnes and Noble sends out an email with your book in it to five million people. Like, yeah, and then Amazon gets mad, like especially if you're with Ku, right? Because you well, you can't, you cannot be with Barnes and Noble if you're exactly. In yeah. Um, well, the problem with then, you know, hope you just have to pray. I'm just gonna pray no one pirates this book when I put it in. Ku. Oh my goodness! And that's like, another uh, issue, right? That's like only, pirating. Um, that's my only like thing, but. And they keep popping up and people defend it. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, and they're like, well, college books. I'm like, hey, college books are different. I yeah, I was going to say, I that's like. I about college books. But like any book I want to read, I just get it through my library. I live in a rural area, so my library sucks balls. But I did get a card online through the Library of Philadelphia, which is free to any resident in Pennsylvania because I'm outing myself. I live in Pennsylvania. <laughs> But then I can read pretty much any book I want from there. Yeah. It's a huge library. Like, um, didn't New York say that anyone can get there? Library yeah, cards they probably have the same Yeah, as yeah. long as you like are you live in state. Like, there are options. Every state has at least one metropolitan city. I bet with a library. Yeah. Um, no, actually, New York was like anyone. Anyone can get a New there's York. There's also library a card. difference between like educational nonfiction books for like a college class. Yes, and like fictional books written by indie authors you know what well, i'm saying I, I, would, I would be hard pressed to have somebody find me a non-fiction book being used in a college class that wasn't published by a large corporation yeah exactly yeah exactly. exactly pirate from like the the large corporations leave the indie <laughs> authors alone <laughs> yeah like, i just do, i just want to have enough to buy my dunkin donuts every morning can we <laughs> Just get together on this. Exactly. I've had to buy me a coffee link in my bio for months now. Not a goddamn dollar. Well, we'll make sure to link to that in the description of this episode. Oh, wink. Because we have a buy a drink out there. Anyway. Fantastic. No, that makes sense. 
I have another question. Yeah. So character development versus world building. What do you prefer writing? <sighs> my editor really helps me with character development because I'm very like plot focused in my head about what we're doing. And sometimes I can forget about the journey of the character. So that's something that she really helps me out with. I think I'm a lot better at world building just naturally um, as I'm writing. And because to me, I know where the character is going to end up and then I know where they start. And sometimes having that transformation in the process is where my editor really gets into my manuscript and says, hey, right here's a good moment. You need to reflect a little bit because this is a defining moment right here. Um, right here is the point where she stops referring to him as her father in her head. That's a really big deal. You need to have her muse, muse that over a little bit. So I roll in my editor a lot for that. But world building seems to be easier for me just because like I'm a fantasy nut. So That's I think awesome. I'm the opposite. I'm I'm more character building. I want just the characters. Like I don't give a crap what's going around. I just want to get to the smut. Like that is <laughs> well, me. Yeah, well, listen, take off that. your pants. <laughs> we love that. We like seriously, love the first line is gonna be like, so I dropped to my knees as he unzipped his pants. Like that'll be my first line in my book. That would be a great opening scene. Exactly. Yeah. You're right like, to it. Put it all out on the table. All of it. Just it Set the tone. He was huge, I thought to myself. Like they told me in class to set the tone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the tone of your book, Don, I think. I like, oh I my think, God. You know what, Jessica? You're gonna read it. So don't even Oh, I know. I know I am, and I'm gonna do my best. Oh, I, I have best. a question. What oh, do yes. you prefer? Covers with people or covers with symbols? Oh, because okay. I, have, I have hard opinions. About oh, I, I, I like the people covers. I do. Um, but I mean, I do like um, the illustrated covers, too. Like, it's a pet, not the cartoonies. I'm getting really sick of the cartoonies now. Like, yeah, everyone... like contemporary romance. Yes. Well, me, it's like, how, how do you distinguish yourself as a brand if everyone's doing the same thing? But like, that's true. Like, I write a lot of paranormal ro romance I think fantasy romance and paranormal romance like tangle a lot with each other, but like mm -hmm. I cannot stand people on the cover. I don't, and it's <laughs> funny because my werewolf series that I co-wrote with someone else has people on the cover, but that's okay because that's a really cool cover that like we worked anyway, but usually I prefer symbols. I find with people, it's a lot easier to get cheesy. So it's mm -hmm. like when you get that one, like, whatever photo of the people that doesn't look cheesy it looks really good yeah. but it's so much easier to make people look cheesy than a symbol look cheesy like I you gotta really <laughs> like, find a good one you know yeah. and when i'm looking fabio ruined romance i don't know what to tell you <laughs> like romance <laughs> cover novels were all fabio for like a decade like, that's almost to the point where like it's preferred again just for its cheesiness you know yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you I'm know what way. you know what to expect. And unfortunately, now, like, any authors are using the same people in their covers. Like, a lot of the covers are very similar now. They're using the exact same person in the exact mm. same pose, but they change things. Well, even even in symbols, I'm. Do you think that the Dark Prince cover has a sword on it? Because you would be correct. <laughs> There's a sword. I thought there was going to be a mask on it, but okay. Ooh. No, I, it's funny because I don't actually commission covers. I troll uh, cover artist Facebook groups. And when I see a pre-made pre -made I like, I snap it up. Sometimes I haven't even written the story yet. 
Um, But I see it, I like it, and then I write the story around it. And that's what happened for The Dark Prince. I saw this gorgeous cover. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but it's just the sword and his Viking Viking battle axe. Actually, it's not a sword. It's a battle axe because he fights with a battle axe. I think you sent me the image because we have your yeah. poster. Yeah, yeah. and it's your poster battle for axe. It. Yeah. It's got beautiful purple and gold. Yes. And it like, I was just like, oh. The second I seen the purple, yeah. that's what I knew. I was just like, I, I love this yes. one already. And like, so when once it's starting to get edited, I'll probably contact her for a full wrap. But yeah, I just I see the cover and then I'm like, yes. So I'll take that. Yeah. Flash me out. Like, like check out my um my Rise of the Draken series. I actually uh I had people covers first, and I just I I, I didn't like them at all. It just felt really like cartoony and mm-hmm. amateurish to me. So then I went out on like a pre-made site and I found whoa my light hit my light. I found this like thing. And uh, super cheap, only like 80 yeah. bucks. And then for each book, we just change the color. Nice. Yeah. yeah. No, and that's easy, right? It's so rad. Well, and it brands it. It like exactly. connects them together. Yeah. Yeah, like the first one is this like reddish color. The second one is blue. The third one's green. Uh, you know, just we were starting to run out of colors, but that's okay. I think we're going <laughs> to end the series at 10 books. So I think we can handle 10. 10 yeah. colors. I think you'll find. We're on. Yeah. I just sent six to the editor. So. I mean, there's, there's so many. Co- there's like aquamarine. There's orange. <laughs> there's like different shades. Yeah. <laughs> like there's violet. There's, you know, I, I got you. <laughs> like <laughs> indigo. The options, like, the options are limitless. Yeah. <laughs> Keep right, I got you. I got you. Just some people, come talk to me. I've seen people bid like a thousand dollars for covers in some of these. That's places. insane to me. I'm like not these really intricate character covers with like two characters, and he's got like gargoyle wings, and she's got like a dragon. Like it's like it's, it was. Man, just slap some flowers on my cover and call it a day. Like, hey, that's a current trend right now. It is, oh, actually. Yeah. And I actually really like it. I almost <laughs> bought a paper the other day because the flowers were just very pretty. And I went, no. Right? No. And I'm you, not a flower person. You can't write another new story. You can't do it. <laughs> you can't do it. This is another story. It's triggering me. Like, I'm always hey, working on like two to four at one time. And we, we got to <laughs> keep it there or I'm just going to go insane. There's worse things to be addicted to. To be true, it's not drugs. Like, I haven't bought a cover online since December, so I think we're good. Yeah, it's been a month. It's been a month. (laughs) I've been clean for thirty-three days. February, so you you know what? Like, it's almost two months. (laughs) Yeah, you're not falling off the wagon yet. You're good. (laughs) Uh, Do you have any more questions, Don? I I think I do. Hold on. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Um, okay, how often do you do research for your novels? Ooh. Oh, sheesh. Um, when it's needed. I mean, uh, let me think. Well, it's not a fantasy, so I mean, research. You yeah. Know? Um, <laughs> I did write, um, I have one contemporary romance. I don't even think it's out. I think it's, well, it's on Radish. Half of it's on Radish, which is why okay. I pulled it from everywhere else because I tried to do the Radish thing. It's not working out. But is any- Radish that like um app where you like yeah. story play with like characters and like? Oh and no, just, it's like, it's a serial fiction app. Yeah, like it. Um, there's one called Chapters. I don't know if it's something like that. I don't know. They just people pay tokens. It's like Vela. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't really 
done well with it. So I'm probably going to pull it. Anywho, point being, it's a military romance. And when uh, I actually, I wrote that, I think before I even wrote the YA book, um, it needs to, I, it's not long enough. I need to go back and flesh it out a bit more. But when I was doing that, um, the, the main character, the love interest, um, he was, he has PTSD from his time overseas. And I did a lot of research into that um, because he has a lot of flashbacks and mm -hmm. um, the main character helps him overcome his PTSD and start to live a normal life again. But when I was researching any, any scene I wrote where he was having a flashback, I didn't make any of that up. I read maybe 50 firsthand accounts of soldiers from Afghanistan and their stories are the stories I told. I wasn't go. I too, I am not going to take it upon myself to make up what yeah. then like that went through. So I read a lot of those stories and I, those stories I put as his story because that's what's that's what people have gone through and that's what people have dealt with because i mm -hmm. i don't have the balls to make that shit up there there is an author out there who was um, oh no i know there is but... <laughs> there's an author who was um she wrote a book about different parts of mental illness and then she made that character a transgender character with mental illness about pot and the puppet yes i am <laughs> That, Not that, that I'm going to name names or anything. I'm just like, it there's could be. so it much could book be, talk but... tea that I don't know. It like, oh my but... God. Neither I got to get you are. on it. As soon as like it comes out, I'll be like, Jessica, this is what's going on. So, like, when we're doing our podcast, you know, like, I started doing book talk tea videos. I couldn't keep up. It's so much. That's <laughs> so fucking much. I can't. Like, the one who came back from the dead. Oh, I yes. saw. I did see that one. That just yeah. popped up. They're like, you might be interested in this, and you know what? I was. I, I was mean, interested. Yes, you should do it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. And like, Wait. like people that still love J.K. Rowling, and I'm like, why? <sighs> why? Well, Her writing is not even good. Argument. That's a bigger argument of whole. Because I've even had family members be like, well. You, you should separate the author from the story. No, you don't. <laughs> okay, okay. the family members I know that say that never even read her work, to be fair. They don't read mine either. <laughs> and I'm just like, what do you know? When was the last book you read? Well, no, it's really easy to shut them down because then all you have to say is, okay, but the only black guy in the series, his last name is Shackleball. Shackleball. And that kind of shuts them up real quick. I worked yeah. on my brother-in-law the other day. <laughs> and like I'm a huge Harry Potter fan and I oh, say this sure. like and like I was like this tattoo says until the very end on it thank Ooh. god it doesn't say anything more obviously to Harry Potter <laughs> like that's like a deep cut but you know the author who shall not be <laughs> named but we all, we all stand Daniel Radcliffe it's cool I buy things used now like you know yeah. like and all the actors I support because they most of them came out oh they're so cool I read Tom Felton's book it was really good read Really? I yeah, I no, haven't read his good. yet. So it was it was super good, super quick read, super interesting. I keep a Daniel Radcliffe mask just for fun. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> that, <laughs> fantastic. I, I made it. We <laughs> talk about so him cool. quite often. He's a yeah. member of our podcast. So. Yeah, he is a member of our podcast. So Daniel Radcliffe, always welcome. Yeah. You Tag can everyone. <laughs> oh, I think I have one more question. Let me check. Sure. I think I do uh okay so character development what gets you in the mindset to do so um really just where where do i want to go 
And then how can we get, how can we get there? Uh, again, I don't like making up hardships. I don't like, unless, or things that I haven't experienced mm -hmm. personally. So a lot of the times when my characters are growing or going through shit, it's stuff I have firsthand knowledge of or that I've seen. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but in my reading, she talked about her brain spinning a lot, scenarios on and on and mm -hmm. on again, um, because I'm going to give her really bad anxiety because mm -hmm. I have really bad anxiety. Just where we all <laughs> you're always spinning the worst case scenario in your head over and over and over again and how it can paralyze you. Um, yes. So I try to bring aspects of that in, not always me because that's, you know, yeah. but um, just using experiences that I've seen and that I've been a part of and things that make characters real, uh, real people, because that's yeah. what we're trying to do. So you can't make it, you can't make them just, you know, perfect, which is probably going to be one of my struggles with our um, dark princey guy here. <laughs> um, is making. Is he going to be evil? Called, like where he just thinks he's just perfect where he knows everything no he's gonna do this thing where she wants him to hit it and he refuses oh Ooh. so he's gonna like withhold sex ah uh, well like okay so <laughs> he to break his curse involves mar the reason he's marrying is because it, that's how he needs to break the curse so he's trying to marry someone he thinks he will not have any feelings for because it will make breaking the curse easier in what he has to do to that person he marries. Okay. Okay. Not giving too much away, but like the plot thickens. Indeed. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I'm really interested and I can't wait for it to come out. Uh, I will be one of the few that like definitely gets on there right away on KU. I'll grab it. <laughs> I'll be there because we're gonna give it a go. So hopefully, don't pirate my book. Yeah, don't do that, guys. Like that's not <laughs> fair. I won't like, put any more in KU if you pirate it. Yeah, don't be jerks. <laughs> pirate from millionaires, not indie artists. Yeah, like go go attack Stephen King after all. Like oh yeah, he's got billions like pirate like, stephen king yeah <laughs> not your don't local indie author just don't pirate anybody <laughs> i don't know i'm all about eating the rich so same with Steal Jessica, from your local walmart we need yeah. them to advocate for us <laughs> <laughs> we can't eat all of them just some well my, brian sanderson just gave the middle finger to what was audible we need him Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. We need them. We need Audible, Audible has yeah. been like that's another like TikTok drama and like controversy right uh, there. Yeah. I don't make I don't sell shit on there anyway, so I, I don't really care. But that's because my I have book one of my Draken series on there, and it was horribly produced, and I am stuck in a seven year contract. So that's the thing. That's what I heard is that you get God. stuck into like these. If you do royalty life. share, so do not do royalty share. Just pay them a flat amount. Then those are your files to do with what you please. Yeah. And that's... if any of you need a audio book voice recorder, I'm openly available. Honestly, <laughs> honestly <laughs> I'm just. I'm putting them through Google AI narration and putting them on YouTube. That's what I'm doing. Fair. <laughs> fair. 
AI all the way. Follow me on YouTube, writer Raven Storm. Subscribe. Yeah, please just go off on all your social media. Yeah, do it now. Just yeah, I maintain, man. No, so I've got a a Facebook page, Facebook.com slash writer Raven Storm. Um, I have a VIP readers group, which you can get access to if you read one of my books. It's in the back matter. I also am on Instagram, um, but my Instagram is just essentially my TikTok page reposted. Um, My TikTok is where I'm mostly active, both Instagram and TikTok at writer Ravenstorm. And uh, I post daily over there trying to do what I got to do. So we will also have your links uh, in the description for this for on our YouTube. I also channel. have a newsletter. You can be on my newsletter. Also, I have a Kickstarter coming up. You can follow that Kickstarter and it will hit make a Kickstarter account. It's free. And then you can hit <laughs> notify on launch. It'll email you when I go live. <laughs> Woo! Perfect. That is amazing. Um, is there anything else? Yes, I have a Patreon too. You can read, <laughs> Perfect. You can read all my works in progress, all my rough drafts right now. <laughs> right now like right, now. right this second like right i love second. patreons like seriously like i have one subscriber <laughs> so we, we had one oh we don't anymore he left oh, due to fi- his financial circumstance changed i'm waiting for <laughs> her to leave me it's like i get <laughs> it. i get it this isn't great like i i tried and it's just i can't focus the time that i want to on it but there is some cool stuff in there all my the audiobooks i've made so far um a lot of all my rough drafts, I have put full versions of books in there. Don't pirate my shit. But yeah. <laughs> Again, do not support. Do don't steal. Do all <laughs> right. Well, I think that's everything for tonight. And thank you, Raven, for being thank with you. us. Thank yeah. you so uh, much. This was so fun. This was this was great. I had a blast. I am intoxicated and I need to go to bed now. So. <laughs> You take care of that. I got drunk. <laughs> I All right. You. Good night, everyone. All right. Good bye. Night. Thank you for having me. See ya. Bye. Good night. Woohoo. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. We hope you enjoyed this episode. There's a new episode of Opinionated Lushes every Friday on all streaming platforms. And unedited episodes Saturday on YouTube. Have a cocktail suggestion? A topic of interest? A good drinking word? Feel free to DM us on Instagram or email us at opinionatedlushes at gmail.com. See you next week. Don't forget your drinks. And your opinions. 